it's not always going to be an easy task or it's not going to be straightforward and you might need to go about things in a different way, but you can make it happen and it is possible. You've just got to put your mind to it. Welcome to the Approachable Equestrian Podcast, a place where we dive deep into all things mindset, motivation, and stories that inspire. I am your host, Rihanna Burke, fellow equestrian, writer, and competitor, and I am determined to shine a light on all things inclusive in the equestrian community. With that said, let's jump in to today's episode. Welcome everybody to episode 45 of the Approachable Equestrian Podcast. On today's episode, I had the pleasure of speaking with the amazing Hannah Bassetti. She co-founded and created an app called The Rider's Pod. She's all about rider fitness, health and wellness, and the app definitely reflects all of the values that she stands for. And Hannah today was just such an inspiration on this episode. So get ready, enjoy this. Please welcome Hannah to the podcast. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast today. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be inspired because your business and what you do, it's really exciting. And I'm sure that everyone's going to be really you know, interested to know what you do and everything. But first of all, this is a very horsey podcast. And please tell us all about why you got into the horses in the first place and your journey with horses. Yes. Well, thank you for having me. And I guess horses are life as majority of people listening to your podcast will know. It always starts somewhere. And I think a lot of people would say the same thing that the saddle club had a lot to do with it. (laughs) Um, So I guess, yeah, that's where it started. And the fact that my mum had horses as a young girl and she had two friends just like in the saddle club who always went riding together and actually taught me to ride. So that's where the love of it came from and it never really disappeared. Oh, I love that. So what age did you start riding? Did you compete? What do you do now in your day-to-day life with the horses? Yeah, so I I started riding probably when I was five or six years old on a little Shetland and, you know, Shetlands, I feel like they teach you the most because they're evil on the inside, but they have a good heart and teach you to be resilient and all those types of things. So I started on a little Shetland and then graduated to my first pony who took me around the eventing sort of pony club circuit and was a challenge so one of those ponies that's a little devil and decides to stop and do all those sorts of things and then moving on to another pony if you can't tell I do love ponies they have a soft spot in my heart and yeah have worked my way through the eventing sort of scene done a bit of dressage show jumping can't really decide what discipline I love the most so I just like giving everything a go and at the I moment I've I feel it. like I can relate a lot to that because I'm I love eventing I love going eventing all that kind of stuff but I feel like the main reason I do eventing is because I can't decide which discipline <laughs> I love more the dressage the show jumping the the cross country it's all just so I'm like yeah it's all in one I'll do this <laughs> I totally relate to that because each, you know, each section of the eventing world has its highs and lows, you know, dressage, stressage, all that kind of stuff. And then they're also intricate in their own ways to be able to do all three on one day or two days um, ticks a lot of boxes. So I do like eventing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with your horses, especially if they're really fit and raring to go and you're like, but first we have to do dressage. (laughs) 
So it's not just going, hey, we need to prepare for a dressage test. If you were doing straight dressage, you have to go, hey, keep it together. I know that you're excited to go jumping, but let's do dressage first. Yeah, exactly. So I, I like that because it's it's giving the horses so many different variations in their work as well. Um, you know, all your sort of cross-training just changes the whole game of the horse's muscle and and their fitness. And, yeah, I just love horses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love that you can hear it in your voice. You're so genuine about that as well. So very excited to have you here. So that's your riding life. So you kind of dabble just in a bit of everything because, yep, you're just a crazy horse girl that just is obsessed. So now you have managed to bring your horses into your work life, haven't you? Yes, yes, I have. So I am the founder of the Riders Pod, which is a equestrian app based on rider health and well-being so it all started in university when you know I was competing one of my ponies who was sort of unstoppable in the in the level that he was in and you know as a rider I just wanted to be better I didn't know where to start my study her obviously well probably not obvious to you guys but was around sports management exercise science so you know fitness how to be the best athlete that you can be and I guess the idea really came from being in that competitive equestrian industry and not having the resources to be better myself, but just my horse to be better all the time, which I still to this day think is a very, you know, large thing in the equestrian world that we focus so much on our horse's well-being that sometimes yeah. we forget our own it is a very common theme it's always like so my horse has this scheduled in and this body work is coming out to see them then they got their feet getting done and no one thinks oh you know my neck's been out of place now for three weeks but that's fine because you know it's about your horse not about you so you decided that to bring that into the riders pod and make it so that people could how does it all work so they can get more information and work on themselves yeah, so it has five different features. So what the two core features being uh, rider fitness and then nutrition. So the two things that we work the most with our horses are the same for us as athletes ourselves. So it encompasses goal setting and results libraries and, and you know, your equestrian planner and things like that, but the core of it being your fitness side of things. So we work with a range of experts, nutritionists, personal trainers, Pilates, med- meditation, you name it. We've sort of covered it um, for our riders. And, yeah, it's very interactive and, you know, we've got the most incredible community that just constantly support each other and really lift each other up and remind each other why we're doing this. One, to be healthier as a person and two, to be better riders for our horses and our, our you know, our goals that we're setting to be better with our horses with. Yeah. So, okay, this is really interesting because I feel like throughout my life I have just kind of coasted along and I feel like a lot of people can relate. You kind of get to a certain age and you're like, huh, I think I need to actually start like taking things seriously and getting things done. So say, for instance, if you're a bit time poor and all that kind of stuff, can you actually, is the writer's pod going to be usable for someone that's really busy or, you know, who is it sort of aimed at? Yeah, so another thing in the equestrian lifestyle, I'm sure everyone listening knows, is that time is of the essence. I think that's the saying, is that you never have enough time to do everything. So you want to have a social life. You need to look after your family. You've got the horses. You're studying. You're working. 
where does one actually fit in working out? So I guess the whole concept sits around riding is a sport and it is a really hard workout and there are ways that we can increase that workout. But using the Riders Pod allows riders to work out from anywhere. They can use it at shows and competitions if they need to do a meditation. Every single day we all eat. We all, you know, need to make healthier choices and it just provides riders with that real accessible resource and tool that gives them the opportunity to make those better decisions daily. So therefore it becomes a habit rather than becoming a chore, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. And also I've noticed as well that you've brought up the meditation piece a couple of times already. So I have started to get into more into the meditation space and everything. And I've noticed myself, it's, it's making a difference and it's really helping me. You know, I used to get really frustrated with my horses if I couldn't get something more. So I was frustrated with myself because clearly you know, when you're learning how to ride, or even if you're at the top of the sport, there is always something that you can be doing better. And it's fresh. Like for someone like me, that's a real, I want to get things done. I want to do it right. It's frustrating. And I used to get really frustrated. And I find that all of that sort of stuff and that side of things really helps with, you know, making a better mindset and just learning to breathe when you're frustrated or things like that. So what made you decide to bring Um, meditation into it. And for anyone that's listening, if they aren't doing any sort of meditation or they think, oh, that's a bit woo-woo or all that kind of stuff, you know, what can you tell us a bit about what it's about and what your meditation sort of focus on and everything? Because I think it'd be really good for more people to know about it, I think. Yeah, certainly. And I think, you know, the last few years with COVID has even exacerbated that again, is that without having a healthy mind, you're not going to feel the energy. You're not going to feel good about yourself. You're not going to feel good about what's going on in the world or in your own personal life. So having a healthy mind is just as important as having a healthy horse, a healthy person, healthy relationships. It all ties in, you know, that ultimate well-being. So for us, meditation was a no-brainer because like I just said, it's it's the core to being a healthy person. You've got a healthy mind, you've got healthy relationships, you've got healthy, you know, routines like your fitness and things like that. So meditation, our meditation covers a range of different things. So we really went with a holistic approach to it because we know that riders deal with so many different things on the daily, whether it's a horse injury, a rider injury, competitions aren't going to plan, you're getting stops. You're getting frustrated, like you said, or even just sleep. So personally, I have a lot of issues with sleep. You know, I have a lot of anxiety around sleep. So we all, I can relate to that so much. Sleep for me, I had a sleeping disorder through the whole way through high school. And, you know, half the time I'm fine. And then the other, all of a sudden it's like, I'm wide awake and it's 3am. What is going on? (laughs) Yep, exactly. So I think. On a personal level, it, it's really helped me to just stop and prioritize my mind. I remember over lockdown, meditation became a really, really good routine for me where I would, I'd set up a little candle set up in my room on a mat and just sit there and enjoy the meditation for no other reason other than just to, to, to be calm and to do something for me. So I remember Matt, my partner, walking in and I'd relaxed so much that I'd fallen asleep on the mat and was completely out of it. So before this probably wasn't something I would do, but now that I've been doing it, 
it, it helps so much. And, you know, Simone, our incredible me- meditation coach, she goes through so calmly, like just her voice. I can hear it in my head now. It's just so calming. And it, it doesn't just cover being calm. It covers things like your competition nerves. It co- covers things post-workout, so calming yourself back down after doing something high-intensity. It's sleep. It's mental well-being. It's, it's so much encompassed in it. And, you know, there's a meditation for every sort of thing that you're feeling. Yeah, that's really interesting because I hope that people don't think that this podcast is like a plug for a business or anything like that. Like, I'll say it right now, like it's not, I'm in no way associated or getting paid to have you on as a guest, like, but I'm just genuinely curious myself to always be bettering myself as a rider and all that kind of stuff. And I just feel like your whole business outlook, the holistic approach, it's so on par with what the podcast is all about, which is, you know, your rider mindset and your motivation. And honestly, sometimes those things are so hard to come by. And I'm even more interested now about the app purely because you're, you know, you do touch on the meditation side. And sometimes for me, I feel like when it comes to like health and your diet and exercise and all that kind of stuff, sometimes it can be really overwhelming. So that would be kind of cool because I think a lot of people can probably relate, you know, they sign up to a gym membership and then you never go. Whereas, (laughs) you know, maybe on a day where you feel like crap, you just might be like, you know what, today I'm going to put a meditation on or I'm going, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, that is literally the epitome of why we did this and as you just said like this isn't a plug it's more just you can sort of like I don't know if you can tell but the passion for me is just these are the things that writers can do that are so accessible now that can help them and I think after going through all these things myself and seeing how it changes the way that you feel and and the way that you move and the way that you do things day to day and just not putting so much pressure on ourselves like you know this world is full of your diet culture and your fads and you know shakes and all of these different things when at the end of the day it's it's super simple you've just got to make these healthier choices on the day-to-day basis and sometimes it doesn't go to plan and you know life has its ups and downs and you want to eat a block of chocolate and that's totally cool so I think we just really love like being balanced and you'll see that in a lot of the recipes that they are so chocolate based that it's not even funny but okay now I'm even more interested (laughs) like this is just oh I feel like you've really ticked off a lot of boxes and I think it's around that piece as well I actually spoke about it with Anne-Marie from Performer Ride in our last episode that we did because she you know she got into the clothing side of things because she couldn't find outfits for her body type. And, you know, it can be really exclusive and, you know, it's all about you have to look this way and you have to fit into this box. And I think lately it's been a really great thing that everybody's starting to go, you know what, what works for one person doesn't work for everybody. So I love that you put that there and you're like, you know what, people aren't robots. Everybody Mm. has great days and bad days and it's okay because, yeah. Yeah, I think it's really important to have that out yeah. there in the world constantly that, like, it's okay. You don't have to be perfect all the time. So thank you for bringing that up. 
So I was just wanting to know for someone that has say never done it before, can you give us a quick, like, why would you need it? And what you do in meditation? Because I think for people who think about meditation, it's just like, but what is it for? What are you actually supposed to do? Am I supposed to, you know, think certain thoughts? And it's very confusing for a lot of people. So could you explain what meditation is all about? Yeah, definitely. So I guess for everyone, meditation will be different and will have a different purpose. But an overview or the best way that I could put it would be it's a time for you to stop and to let go of the challenges and the things that you're currently dealing with. And it doesn't mean that they're going to disappear and be happily ever after. They're still going to be there, but it's a chance for you to stop and let your mind have a break, let your mind cool down, let your mind let go of stresses and You know, even if there's no stress that you're feeling, it's a chance for your mind to stop. You've got to think our brains are constantly doing something. They're keeping us alive constantly. So, you know, it's you can look at it as though you're giving back to your body to refresh that energy and to give you a fresh outlook, I guess. So it probably sounds a little bit like, woo, like, you know, but I think until you give it a really good go, you probably won't understand exactly the benefits. But if you think of yourself sitting in a really quiet, safe and inviting space and you have someone quietly talking you through different things, could be sleep, it could be nerves, anything like we said before, and you just stop doing. So you're sitting there, the room's quiet, you know, there's a there's a light background music with the meditation and you just slowly feel things just letting go yeah and your mind becomes clearer so I think personal experience again is that I have so much going on constantly that I don't stop and eventually it catches up to you that you're just on the go 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 yeah and you feel very overwhelmed and because you haven't had that moment to hit pause Correct. Yeah. And it, you know, it can be uh, like a lot of our riders do a meditation before they go in for a dressage test. You know, you've got to keep everything in that equilibrium balanced. You know, you've got a, a huge test to remember. You've got your different points that you need to remember for that particular horse that you're riding. You need to have a clear mind and you want to be calm. Adrenaline does amazing things to the body. So, you know, especially before cross country, things like that, it's a good chance to just slow everything down so that you can be really focused. Yeah. Um, So meditation has so many benefits, but really just letting go and feeling clarity that you're 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 able to think clearly, you're able to focus, and therefore your ride's always going to be better because you're on the job. Yeah, I love it. That's awesome. Today's episode was proudly brought to you by Hara Equine. Hara Equine is an equestrian events business who provides regular clinics and training days around the Sydney area. If you're looking for events to go to, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Their handle is at Hara Equine, which is spelt H-A-R-A Equine, or their website www.haraequine.com. So you've created an app. What made you decide to create an app of all things? Like, because that would be quite a big beast to tackle, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I do it with my cousin, Sarah Jane. So 
a lot of people in the writers' blog would know who Sarah Jane is. And I sort of just went to her one day and I was like, hey, like, I know you don't have horses or anything, but I've got this idea and like, you know, let's do it. Basically convinced her to do it with me. And then the fun really sort of started because an app isn't something you can just go to down the shops and buy. It's a 12-month process of drawing designs and talking to people and finding the right person for the job and being able to fund it and all those different sorts of things. So I guess for us, an app seemed like the best solution just because of the modern day technology. It's right there. You know, there's no, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, it, you know, there's no reason why you can't use it because it's with you all the time. So we thought it was going to be the most accessible way to get the information out there. That's really cool. Like it would have been a massive task to take on. So what's the biggest hurdle you would have faced so far? I guess right back at the start, you know, you sort of start looking into this technology world. I am no way, like I'm a lot better now, but before I knew nothing about technology, how it worked, all that type of thing. And I guess for anyone that's out there wanting to start a business, I think the biggest thing that I could say in terms of a hurdle or challenges is that you're going to be told no a lot of times and it's going to be disheartening and it's going to suck, but you need to draw on that passion and the determination and the why to push through those barriers and make it work. It's not always going to be an easy task or it's not going to be straightforward and you might need to go about things in a different way, but you can make it happen and it is possible, you've just got to put your mind to it. So I think being told no (laughs) a lot of times. And how have you managed to grow as a business and expand on what you do? So with a lot of hard work and time and just putting all of our energy into it really, I think we're very lucky that the equestrian community has been so supportive. I think, you know, there was a lack for this type of thing in the industry So when it came out, a lot of people really were just grateful that there was something there that they could relate to because your general gym programs and things like that just don't suit the equestrian lifestyle and having people that understand that equestrian lifestyle because, you know, you might ride five days a week. So therefore, you've only got two days of solid workouts because you don't want to overdo it either. So I think having something that's super relatable has been really helpful. Yeah. And for riders, what do you find are the most, are the better exercises that you tend to see most riders stick to? Yeah. So I think the biggest sort of area that we find riders really love is the Pilates side of things. So a lot of your core work, your balance work, and then of course strength. So it's varied across different disciplines. You know, our dressage riders love the core because it is really the core of what it's they're It's all doing. about your core, yep. <laughs> yep. Our venters, I think the cardio side of things is obviously super important, being able to have that endurance to be able to go around cross country and not feel like you're going to die at the other end. Yeah. Um, that's always can, a good feeling. <laughs> well, I totally understand that because I, and I am being vulnerable here, so everybody better be nice to me. When I first started eventing, I was not fit at all. And I've only been doing it for about five years. And I remember the first few times I went around cross country, I would, I was just so lucky that I had just such an honest and amazing horse because I would sit there, grab a handful of mane and like 
push down to get the weight off my legs because I was like, what is this? I am dying. Like I can't function. And I would just like lean and hold on to be like, please take us around safely and get through the finish line. And I mean, I've said it in another podcast. I fell off my horse in front of the tinnies. They all came running over. I didn't fall. I just dismounted and then my legs gave out from under me. So I understand that like the fitness and the cardio side of things, getting strong enough, it is really important. So yeah. Okay. So if people are thinking, all right, this actually sounds really interesting for me. What do we have to do to get involved or is it worldwide the app? Yes. Yeah. So we have riders. This is one of like my most favorite parts of the riders pod is we have a community across the globe. So We've got riders in the Netherlands, we've got them in Italy, Germany, New Zealand, across the world, um, which is super exciting and something that I think is really rewarding from a business perspective. And just the fact that we know that we're sort of helping these riders to be better and to feel good about themselves and their riding. And if anyone's interested in jumping on, you can just search us, the Riders Pod, on social media platforms or the app stores. We do a seven-day free trial, so you can check it all out. You don't have to commit to anything, cancel at any time, no cancellation fees or anything like that. And we've done our very best to keep it as low as possible cost-wise because we know how expensive horses are and no one needs extra hefty fees from their pockets. So, And I think, yeah. I think it goes back to that piece as well of we're so good at going, my horse needs this supplement. My horse needs these shoes. It will get anything it needs, but how dare I send, I spend a cent on myself. Yep. And that's just, that's the equestrian in life, isn't it? It's always about the horses. So yeah, looking after yourself is so important. Yeah, definitely. Now, the reason that I actually came across the Riders Pod is because a few of the riders that have been on the show and everything like Tilly McCarroll and a couple of other girls that I follow on Instagram and stuff, they actually are constantly putting up the workouts in their stories. And I was like, what is the Riders Pod? Like, what is this? So I started looking it up and then we got chatting about things. So Yeah. So you have sponsored riders. What's that side of the business look for you? Like, how do you choose your sponsored riders and what do you sort of expect in return from them? Yeah. So our sponsored rider team is incredible. They're all absolutely lovely and do incredible things with their horses, which just inspire us really on the daily to keep going. And, you know, business gets hard sometimes. And, and things become challenging. So having a team that reminds you why you're doing it is so important. Our team consists of riders from across the globe and here in Australia as well. And I guess from a business perspective, if anyone's looking out there for sponsorship and different sorts of things to help their riding, I would suggest just being genuine. Don't just send an email or a, a DM on Instagram saying, hey, are you looking for sponsors? Really take the time to create like a portfolio or a document that goes through why it would be a good idea for a brand to support you, Yeah, what that would look like. You know, think of it as a business proposition if you were to, you know, pitch an idea to someone. You've got to, you've got to show them that it's worth their investment to have you on their team and then being a kind person being someone that's very respectful on social media. For us, riding levels, you know, 
we support a lot of riders that are at the top level, but we also support riders that are at the grassroots level and coming through and, you know, just giving it a good crack. So I think it's not about the levels and things like that from our perspective. It's about you as a person and how you'll sort of represent a brand and doing that in the right way. Yeah. So you would get to see so many riders and all about what they're doing. And then I guess as well, like your community of people that are on the app and that are going through the, like the programs and stuff. What do you often see some of the biggest struggles that they would go through? Well, that's a good question. I think prioritizing time. One thing that I used to do when I was competing a lot, especially eventing, was write down on a piece of paper every minute of my competition day, which horse had to be ready at what time, tack up, you know, gear check, this, that. And if I didn't follow that, it was never going to happen. A lot of people that ride two or three horses in an event are going to understand that completely. But even if you only have one, time management is huge across the board, day-to-day competition, whatever it may be. So I think riders struggle a lot with that. Because no one wants to get up at 5am when it's cold and raining and snowing. Yeah, I would say time management would be really difficult. But once the riders are in a routine and they look forward to doing the things like the workouts or cooking or whatever it might be, that's a real game changer. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. I'll often be like, oh, and I'll just, I'll ride soon. I'll get something done soon. And then I'm like, oh yeah, just a little bit later. And then I'll just do it tomorrow. And I think that can definitely, you know, it can separate you from people that start to pull ahead or whether you don't ever reach your goals because you're just putting things off and not getting things done. So that's so on point. So what sort of things do you feel like people can do to become the kind of rider or person that they want to be? Obviously, you're quite strong on the mindset space and the fitness space, but is there anything sort of in particular that you feel like they can do to get to where they want to go? So like what would you suggest for people for, you know, hitting their goals and reaching their targets? Look, it's a really interesting question because it's hard to rely on your own motivation a lot of the time. A a friend of mine, Ali O'Neill, has always sort of said that discipline is like, I can't remember exactly how she says it, but it's something along the lines of discipline needs to be your motivation or something like that. Where habits, meaning, yeah. yeah, you've got to do these things in order to succeed. And if you skip a training day here or this or that, and you slowly, slowly get worse at doing that, you're never going to be able to achieve the goal that you want to achieve. So you've got to be disciplined. And sometimes the motivation is not going to be there. And you've got to use that discipline as your motivation. Um, so that's one thing that I would really take away from my experiences as well. Yeah. On the flip side of what I just said, they need to not feel guilty for things. So there will be that odd day where you can't ride or you can't lunge or you can't get something done. But the next day is always the next opportunity to be better at that and to get back onto that routine, back into that discipline and be better at it. And, and, you know, not feeling guilty and not comparing themselves to social media. We all get trapped in it. It's kind of inevitable when people are scrolling a lot of times during the day I seen on the news yesterday that the average time is about 7.5 to 8 hours where people are scrolling, which is mind-blowing. <laughs> the wow. things that we could achieve in that time would be huge. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. So, yeah. 
Don't and I think interested. I think it's the whole FOMO thing, the fear of missing out. You, you know, you see people at competitions and or you see them out doing certain things and you think, oh, that should be me. And you feel so bad that it's not. And you think, no, I am where I am. I am happy with my journey. Good things are still happening to me. Yes. So yeah. and yeah. Those, I guess those two points that I sort of said, they sound a little bit contradictory, but you've got to look at them from different perspectives. There's the mindset and sort of, you know, looking after yourself because you do need rest and you're not going to be performing at your best if you're tired, if you're run down. So in that respect, stop and rest and listen to your body and get back into it when you're feeling better. But on the other hand, if you're just sitting there scrolling or, you know, laying in bed for that extra 15 minutes, that's where the discipline needs to become more than that motivation. Yeah. So it's a, it's an interesting one. It's a hard one and one that I think everyone would struggle with. But I think everyone can relate to that as well, though, and just go, oh, yeah, I know how it feels. I don't want to do something, but I know I need to. So then I'll get it done. And then you've got the other side of going, I've pushed myself so far that I'm near the point of burnout and I need to not feel guilty for not doing something when I know that it's actually detrimental to my well-being as a person. Yes. So I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) So also, is there anything in the horse world that you feel like it's not publicised enough or people should know more about? I think everyone needs to remember that equestrian as a whole, you know, you've got your riders that are in your elite level. They have a lot of funding behind them. They are doing incredibly well because they're able to do it for a job or for a profession. So they can spend all of their time and they have the helpers and things like that. But the reality is a lot of us are just us, you know. We don't have a groom or a strapper or, you know, a whole team behind us. So not feeling that competition with someone at that level and just aspiring to them. So if, if you want to be an Olympian, you're aspiring to these people and the way that they do things. If you actually get a chance to sit down with Olympians and, and chat to them, they went through this exact stage that a lot of riders are probably sitting in, working their absolute butts off. and Yeah doing everything they possibly can to make it work for them and I can guarantee almost all of them would say it wasn't easy but it was worth it yeah the equestrian world can be very judgmental at times you know like I said we have the most beautiful community and it's very refreshing to know that that's there and people are being kind and helpful and supportive and as a community, as a whole, we need to be better at that and really embrace that we can teach each other so much. So yeah, if there was one thing I had to say about that something that's not publicized enough would be riders helping riders and supporting riders to be better. Yeah. And to learn. You can never learn too much. Yeah, exactly. And see, I actually run another business where we organize clinics and competitions and all that kind of stuff. And It's amazing how much I have learned extra by watching other people in their lessons. And I think Mm. if people are at the stage where they don't have the resources and stuff, they don't understand how much they can learn from other people and watching them come up against a challenge and learn how to solve it with the coach there saying, hey, this is the steps that you take to solve this problem. And you've just had a free lesson going, huh. When this happens mm. on my horse, this is how I might be able to work to fix that. Yeah. So. And I think like that's a huge thing is like 
if a if a rider or it doesn't even have to be a rider it can be anyone if you're interested in a particular thing within the equestrian community we'll keep it equestrian because it's a question podcast but if you're interested in something and you find a person that's really good at that and you express your interest and initiative to them I can almost guarantee that that person will want to stop and speak with you and teach you and help you to be better at that, whatever yeah. it may be. I feel like and they I can't help themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're and like, yes, I have so knowledge. Great. Let me share it with you. Yeah. And I think that's like a huge thing in the equestrian industry that's fading is people don't want to share information to a degree. And there's just so much we can learn just by speaking and learning from others. Yeah. So I yeah. encourage everyone to, I can think of like five or, five or so people right now that I've gone, hey, uh, do you mind explaining this to me because I'm interested in blah, 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 blah. Half of those people probably have helped me start my business and get things going with the Riders Pod and the other half with my horses. Yeah. People have so much knowledge and they might not be an Olympian. They might not be, you know, an accountant. They might not be whatever their job title tells them, but they've done so much research and have so much passion for a particular thing that you can just learn so much. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. learning things is so important. <laughs> yeah. And I think as well, like if you note some of the best writers in the world, they're very rarely a single writer at a farm by themselves and they don't have anyone else there writing. And you notice mm-hmm. that you know, at some of the big name writers, they have workers for them, but those workers will also be competing against them and they will just be pushing everybody forward all together. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at, you know, Charlotte and Carl, they work yeah. together and they push each other to be better and better and better. And you see it with the eventers, there'll be two or three top level eventers at one yard making mm-hmm. each other be better. So I think that's right. It should be you know, share your information and ask for help where you can to get, you know, to push everybody forward. Yeah. 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 Hugely. It's pivotal to a successful career or, you know, even just general knowledge. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast as a guest today. And before we wrap it up, I'd love to do a question and answer with you. So hope you're ready to go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Beautiful. So now seeing as your whole business is all about motivation and fitness and all that kind of stuff, do you have a favorite quote or saying that you live by or that you love? It's a good one because I, I live by a few, but yeah, I guess. Well, what are a handful big- of your favorites? Well, one of the biggest ones was by Emma Booth, who is a huge inspiration. She's on our Riders Pod team and she's just done incredible things. And one of the things she's always said was that, I'm bad at remembering exact quotes, but I'll go with the way it sounds to me is that with hard work and dedication, anything is possible. Yeah. So, you know, that's your team behind you. It's your horse. It's you. It's what you're doing to create that. And if you put in the hard yards, you'll be rewarded. It may not be straight away, but it will happen. So I think, yeah, that would be my one. That's awesome. Beautiful. All right. And have you ever had a moment where you've just wanted to throw the towel in and what stopped you? <laughs> oh, sometimes I have these daily. <laughs> but so Were there yes, any big yeah. moments where you've had like, I don't know, a huge technical crash or 
anything like that? Probably at the start where we got told no so many times. It was so disheartening. And, you know, I was like, what am I doing? Like, this is just a waste of time. So kept you going? Kept me going is the passion, the passion and the future vision that I had for what it would be and, and what I want it to be. You'd ask any of my family or friends and they'll say, if she's got her mind stuck on something, she won't stop until she does it no matter what. (laughs) Yeah. Well, clearly it works. I mean, if you've got writers all over the world, there was definitely a need for it. So it's great that you've trusted your gut and just gone, nope, there's something in this and I've got to keep going. Yes. Yep. (laughs) And um, all right, cool. So whether it's with your business or the horses, what's your favorite memory or achievement? Oh, look, previous to the last couple of months, I would have said my horse Phantom, he was incredible. He was unstoppable and just gave me the wings that I don't have in terms of winning events and national events and things like that. But recently my horse Timmy has had kissing spine surgery and I think one of the biggest achievements is persisting with my gut feeling and getting him through the surgery. We almost lost him during surgery. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, it was full on. So pushing through that, even though it was one of the hardest things that I ever had to make the decision to do and getting to the other side. I feel like that's one of my greatest achievements at the moment. Well done. I think a lot of people would have lived through that and just, it's a really hard process. So well done. Thank you. And now if you could go back and give your younger self a piece of advice, what would that be? Oh, I love this question. So if I had to give myself advice as a young person, I would say go for it would be my advice. If you have a passion and a drive for something and you believe in it, don't worry about what anyone else says and give it a crack. It might fail. It might not be successful, but if it is, you know, it'll pay off. And, you know, that doesn't even have to just be a business venture. It could be anything in the world, Um, you know, whether it's travel or buying a house or anything. Or it could even be going for the Olympics when everybody says, oh, you don't have the money to do that or you don't have the talent to do that. If you want to do something bad enough, you will find a way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, yeah, give it a go. Give everything a go and take any opportunity, even if you're exhausted and, you know, you don't feel up to doing a certain thing, at least give it a go. Yeah. Now, this question, I'm interested to hear your answer. So if there was somebody that I can ask to come on the show as a guest next, who would that be? Oh, recently I went over to Adelaide and spent some time with Megan Jones and um, this was for Timmy's surgery and she's just a breadth of knowledge and experience and runs an incredible operation and has an incredibly inspiring story. And, yeah, I would say Megan. <laughs> yep. All right. Very cool. And where can everybody find you on social media? Uh, so Instagram, you can find me at Hannah Jade Bassetti, and that is Jade with a Y or over at the Writers Pod, which is just at the Writers Pod. Yep. And I will tag you in the post on Instagram as well. So if you're wanting to find it, you will be able to find her there. And is there anything else that you would like to mention before we do wrap it up? Um, I'd just like to say thank you for having me and to the equestrian community that's listening, anything is possible. You've just got to put in the hard yards and give it your best shot. And, you know, like I said previously, don't let guilt or comparison get you down because you're you and you're unique and you have your special qualities. 
and that's the most important thing. So, yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening in to another episode of the Approachable Equestrian Podcast. If you loved anything that you heard today, remember to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Also, if you could take a couple of seconds just to leave a rating and review, it would absolutely mean the world to me. And also, it'll help others like you find the podcast and hopefully help them on their journey. Until next time, have the best day and I'll see you all again soon.